0: Hi guys, welcome to the State With Grace podcast. This is episode seven in the Influential Women series and I'm back. I'm back after a week off from the podcast. I just felt like I'd got to the point where I've completed six episodes. So, you know, the series is six episodes old. Probably not old. Old's not the word to use. Six episodes in, we'll say. And this re- the, the series itself really was just a little idea that you know was a light bulb moment in my head that went round and round and round for weeks and to say that we've got to this point where the podcast is up and running again the series is well on its way it's flowing beautifully and everybody's loving it i just thought you know what this is the moment where i need to stop pause Just sit back and take it all in because I feel like as humans, we are always go, 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 tick, tick, tick. What can we do next? And we don't often stop and appreciate all that we have done and what we've achieved. So with that in mind, I just recognised that I needed that, that pause for a week and I'm back. And you know what? It's so funny. Even just after not doing a podcast for a week, I felt a little bit wobbly coming back on the podcast today. If I'm honest, I've recorded this first part a couple of times and I got to the point where I thought, need to just go with it now, because if my neighbours hear me say the same thing one more time, I might see a hand come through the wall. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I am going off on a tangent. What a surprise for the OG followers that know me very well. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is very popular at the moment. It is trending uh, it's definitely the in thing to do at the moment, which I'm loving because we're all inspired by each other. And I think if there's something that you see within your day that inspires you and gives you that drive to do it and go for it, then you know what? It's it's a good thing. But what I want to talk about today is solo travelling. So solo travelling to me, in my head, honestly, is doing what makes your soul feel good. So for me, solar traveling started about, mm, let me think, I'd say the back end of 2020. So for me, I enjoy my own company. I like my own space. I like doing my own thing. As much as I'm such a huge extrovert, I also appreciate my time alone it allows me to recharge my batteries, it allows me to unplug and, you know, just switch off, just switch off, like, take my brain out of my head and put it to the side for a minute and (laughs) just be, because I am the type of person that always feels like I need to be doing something. And I think my profession, I've worked in HR for about eight years now, is so people focused. It's always about everybody else and It takes up a lot of your energy and your time, and you spend a lot of time speaking to people, and I really recognised that when I wasn't at work, when I wasn't doing my day job, I needed that bit of time to myself for myself, and it kind of started off as like I used to work um, a Tuesday to a Saturday, so I'd have a Sunday and a Monday off, and I used to find that I liked an exploring and like an adventure day on a Sunday, so I'd go out and hike or walk or see friends and then Monday would be my day because Monday was the day where everybody else was at work and I loved that. I loved the fact that you'd get up in the morning and it'd just be pure silence because everybody else is working and it was that feeling of the whole world is on the go and you're just like sitting by yourself and enjoying that moment. And I loved it. And that's where it started for me. So my Monday started becoming a me day. It was a me day Monday. And on Monday, I would go off and do something for myself, whether it was go on a shopping trip, go for a coffee, just that time to reset my brain and reflect on the week that I would just had. And honestly, it made me feel good. And as I said, it made my soul feel good. And that set me up up for the week ahead and you know for whatever was to come I felt like I just needed that and as long as I had that day I was ready for whatever the day was not the day the week was going to throw at me so this is really where it began and it evolved as it does because once you start doing these little things like the coffee date with yourself the shopping trip you get this little bit of fire in your belly and you want more of it like that feeling of like empowerment confidence, not bothering what people think. You want more of it. It's addictive. So then after that, I started doing things like solo walks, solo hikes. I appreciate for everybody, it's not just a a matter of get up and go. And there's things to think about. There's often other people to think about. Um, And also safety, first and foremost, safety. If you're going to go off for a walk somewhere, you want your family to know that you're going you want them to know exactly where you are. Make sure you've got internet connection. Make sure you've got, you know, a battery, a full battery on your phone. I often carry a little um, portable charger as well. I think that for me was like when I used to struggle with anxiety quite a bit. Um, I've, I've always got it with me in the car, in my handbag. I always have it because that's my lifeline. These smartphones, like the battery dies so quickly. So I think having that makes you feel protected as well. Um, a lot of my friends would say to me and still say to me now, oh, don't you feel lonely? Or, you know, I can't believe you do it on your own. And I'm like, well, to be honest, I actually meet and speak to more people on my solo travels than I do when I'm with somebody else. Because more people are likely to approach you when you're on your own than when you're with people. Because people are a bit like, oh, they're with company or they're with a friend. Whereas when you're on your own, people say hello, they'll say good morning, and conversations evolve from there. I've met some amazing people when I've been on my solo travels. Honestly, I never, never feel alone. If anything, it makes me happy. It makes me feel alive. I'm always glad that I've done it, and I meet people and connect with people that I learn so much from, and like you know, I hear about their life experiences, their stories. Even if it's just up the Recon and like, where have you come from this morning? And it just triggers a conversation and you learn something new about somebody. And I think these little experiences do make a difference to your day and how you feel. It's like when you go abroad and like you learn about different people and cultures. Because you put yourself out there, don't you? This is something similar, like really similar. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the timeline of my solo trips. Yeah, so as I was saying, walks, coffee dates, things like that, that's really how it evolved for me and I started to enjoy the time more and more. Sadly, quite soon after that, we went into lockdown um, and we all spent a lot of time alone, forced time alone. And one of the things that I told myself during that time was that once lockdown was over, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to go on a solo trip because it was something that I was definitely working towards anyway. So when the restrictions started to lift and you could go away for a trip and you know things like that, I booked myself a solo trip. So one of the places that I've always wanted to go to is Dovestone, Dovestone, um, Manchester Way. And I told myself when lockdown's over, I'm going to Dovestone. So I booked a weekend if anyone knows me, they know that I don't do anything by halves. It is all or nothing. So, of course, Sonia being Sonia, didn't just book the one night. I booked a full weekend. So I booked Friday to Sunday. And I booked a, I think it was a Airbnb farm stay. So you were actually staying on um, a family farm, but it was a BB and b on one side of it. So there was like six rooms. I wasn't going to be the only person. Um, breakfast included, it was local enough to like get to the local village and things like that, quite easy to get to, very scenic, close to Dovestone, not very far from Manchester. I thought you know what perfect let's just go for it. I just thought what's the worst can happen if I don't enjoy it I can get in my car and come home and I think that's the key. The key is knowing that you've got control of the situation. So, if you're not sure, book somewhere that's fairly close to home. I was about a 45 minute drive from home, so if I wanted to, at any point during the trip, I literally could get in the car and go home. Another thing is be prepared. So, as I said before, have that full battery in your phone. Have a portable battery that's fully charged. Make sure you've got your survival kit in the car. So, you know, your big bottle of water, um, things like jump leads, uh, blanket, supplies like crisps and things like that just in case you broke down, make sure your spare tyre is all good to go in the back of your car make sure you've got things like your roadside cover details, your policy honestly as long as you've got those things with you like you can't go far wrong your bank card, um, money, all that sort of stuff as long as you've got that you cannot go wrong And you just think to yourself, what's the worst that could happen? So off I went on the Friday, left, I think, after work, uh, drove to the peaks. Um, Honestly, the first moment that I thought, what the hell am I doing? Was when I got closer to the accommodation and it was massive uphill drive. One of them uphill drives where at one point you feel like your car might fall off the edge of the The road, yeah, it was one of them. And that was the first point where I thought, what am I doing? Because I kind of, you know when you're like manoeuvring and you feel like the car's rolling back at one point? That moment happened and I was like, crap. Like, in my head I was like, yeah, go on a solo break. Oh, it'll be great. Go and find yourself. All them stupid thoughts came into my head at that moment when my car started to feel like it was rolling back. When you're rolling back and you're on a rocky road that's got a large drop at the side of it, you think any sort of reverse movement and you're going to be down the edge of that. And I think that was the moment where I thought, you know what, you silly cow, if you had somebody sat next to you in the car, they'd be like, you know what, don't panic. Put your handbrake on, put the car in neutral, give yourself a moment to like, you know, get yourself back together and we've got this. And I didn't have that person. So that was a tricky moment. Not going to lie. Sweating under the armpits. Clenching my butt cheeks. And I was like, oh my God. This is going to be the story of how the girl that decided to go on a solo trip. Ended up on the other side of a." um, To me, it felt like a mountain. Obviously, it was absolutely fine. And I'm here to tell the story. But those were the moments where you think, what the hell are you doing? You silly girl. Anyway. Got up the hill, managed to like get to my accommodation absolutely fine. I think that's another thing as well. When you book these types of things, you look at like scenic places and what looks great to, to see out the window and things like that. But the fact that it was like such a beautiful location meant that it was going to be a rocky drive, it was going to be uphill, and there was going to be a lot of incline. And those are things you do have to consider because if you're not a confident driver, then those moments will come. I was absolutely fine, and I think these experiences do shape you as a person and it gets easier with every time you do them, but that was definitely one of the first hurdles that I came across with my solo trip. Sorry guys, I am a bit thirsty. And after that, I arrived, as I said, um, beautiful, beautiful place. The family couldn't have been more helpful. I had a large room to myself. I upgraded because I was like, why not? This is another thing, like, don't, obviously, it's fine to be on a budget and make sure you stay within your budget, but don't like put yourself in this little single room just because you're going on a trip on your own. Like, why should you have to sacrifice just because you're on your own? That's almost like you're punishing yourself. So I always go for like something nice, not too crazy nice, but something nice because. You're treating yourself like that trip is a treat to yourself. So why didn't you ha- ha- Why shouldn't you have those added touches that you'd have if you were going with somebody? Um, I always stock up on snacks as well. So snacks for the room are essential. Um, another thing that I do as well, you do, the main thing is when you do these trips, you don't know how you're going to feel till you get there. And there might be moments where you have a bit of a wobble or think, what am I doing? So I always pack things for what I call a rainy day. So, yeah, there was actually a day when I was there when the weather weather was absolutely torrential rain. But also for the moments where you're like, what am I doing with myself? And the self-doubt moments. Or there might be a moment where you don't fancy going down for breakfast or something like that. So I always well prepare myself. um, And I, I did that from the first trip I went on and I still do that now. So snacks in the room little breakfast things, you know, breakfast bars and things like that. So if you don't fancy going down to breakfast, you can have breakfast in your room. And now that I've got used to my solo trips, I quite enjoy having a little breakfast in the room because there's always a nice setup of like a coffee machine, a lovely little tray, um, different types of coffees and teas. So I always make sure I've got a little like mixture of like breakfast things and treat myself to a little solo breakfast in bed. So I think it is what you make it as well. Um, another thing that I will say is um, I always pack a self care kit. So if I fancy it and there's a nice nice bath, I can treat myself to um, a spa evening uh, or a facial, or even when I get in bed, like some self care. And I think that's quite nice as well, and can make the trip really nice, especially if you're having moments where you're doubting yourself. But it's also a treat, isn't it? And I always pack books, so I'll always take books with me um, for moments like if you go out on a walk and you just fancy a sit down or you're on the beach, you know, just little moments where you might feel that you're alone. But also when you're trying to really enjoy your own company as well, because I think those things are like quite wholesome things to do. Um, To be honest, I'm not going to lie though, the amount of solo trips that I've been on now, I've took these things with me as like a supportive measure to myself if you like but not once have I used them not once have I used them because honestly I've just enjoyed and soaked up every moment of my solo trips and it's always got to a point where I've thought actually there's not enough time on this trip to do everything that I want to do so I think that it naturally evolves and you do enjoy it once you're there but I feel like putting these things in your bag and having them and having that peace of mind reassures you for when you're planning for the trip because it can be quite anxious and you could you can overthink and easily think like talk yourself out of it so i think those things are really key for me and that's what i would advise you to do um the only time where i felt a little bit vulnerable was nighttime so when i went on the first solo trip it was the winter it was winter time so at night i felt a little bit vulnerable and i was a bit scared of going out for something to eat in like a local pub or something because at night time people have had a drink there can be like groups of guys out and about and things like that and I'm not saying like all guys out there to harm you or anything like that but I just think a girl on her own like you do feel quite vulnerable and I remember that particular trip I was nervous about going to like a local pub or something for a meal So I ended up driving round and round for like an hour trying to find a takeaway. By the time I found a takeaway, I think I'd ended up like 40 minutes away from where I was staying, in the middle of like Huddersfield or something silly like that. And by the time I got back, my pizza got cold and I was soaked from the rain. So that wasn't ideal. But it's all an experience and you learn, don't you? You learn from these things. So now what I do is, Um, I do it quite differently so I will actually do a little shop when I arrive in the destination and the location that I'm staying so I always book somewhere that's at least self-catering for me now so I'll always do a little shop when I get there one it keeps the cost down two I'm a vegetarian so there's not always um, options for me and that makes me a little bit nervous because it's like the unknown isn't it And also, like, it gives me the flexibility. So if I'm going on a hike, I can pack some sandwiches and some crisps and things with me if I've got, like, basics. Um, If I want to, I can have a picky tea on the beach, watch the sunset. I really think these trips are what you make them as well. So having food on the beach and your picnic blanket and just sitting there that's quite like nice and it's like dating yourself or romanticizing your own life and all those things make you feel good in yourself whether you're with somebody or whether you're on your own I mean relationship status wise I think those things make you feel good and empower you as a person um so I always enjoy the flexibility so I will pack that sort of food shop uh, the basics definitely but also like I will have the odd meal out And I'm the type of person, I don't like eating out all the time. Like for me, it's like now and again, and I enjoy it more. So that allowed me the flexibility of going out on a date night and treating myself to a dinner out, which was like a big deal, like getting dressed up, doing my makeup, feeling good. But if I'd done that every night on the stay, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. And I feel like as a solo traveller as well, it puts too much pressure on you. So having the flexibility is definitely key. But each to their own, whatever works for you. But that is what works for me personally. Another thing that I always do when I'm on a solo trip is take my National Trust card. Absolutely love the National Trust. Like it's great value for money. I love walking, so perfect. And also you really get some great deals and offers and things through the post. Um, Also, you do get access to some really, really stunning places like Cardamal Valley, uh, Pistrada Falls. And parking at these places is not cheap, six to eight pound minimum. And to say that you pay that membership per month, which is like six or seven pounds, and you get access to so many stunning places, honestly, it's a no-brainer. But again, when you go on solo trips, it helps keep your budget down because there's always a National Trust place nearby. Um, but also it makes you feel quite safe because it's something you're familiar with. You know how the system works. You meet other National Trust members. People are always super friendly as well, which is really good for when you're on your own. Um, Yeah, so definitely, definitely recommend that too. I'm trying to also think of what else I wanted to mention. Um, One thing I will say is I appreciate my circumstances are my circumstances. So, at this moment in time, I'm single. I don't have children or huge commitments. I can literally get up and just go. Like, I can just go for it. I appreciate that not everybody can do that. But what I would say to you is, try and have that time for you. And what that time looks like can be different to everybody. I know my friend absolutely loves just going for, like, a solo coffee coffee date by herself or a bite to eat. Uh, That for her is like her hour or so just for herself and it's something that's realistic to fit in. Whereas I've got another friend that goes on a spa day now and again. That's her me time to herself, her treat um, and her and her husband have that arrangement where they both go and have that me time for themselves. Honestly, what it looks like to people is different and what you can manage in terms of your commitments is also different. If solo me time to you looks like having a bath on a Sunday evening without an interruption, then you know what? You do you. That's what is important to you. That's what fills your cup. So please don't think that I'm sat here saying, go off on a five-day trip every month. Like That's not even realistic for me. And I understand everyone's situations are different. So have a think about what your me time looks like and what makes you feel good. And what would allow you to then give the 100% best of yourself to everything else that you do in life? I honestly think that it's so important to have this time out, whether you are married, unmarried, a mum or not a mum. Just maybe you have a really busy career. I just think this time is really key because society, people, jobs, family, friends, they can drain your energy. And I think having the right balance of both is really important. And sometimes people say, oh, like going off and doing my own thing, it feels selfish. Like it feels like I'm just thinking about myself. What are people going to think? You know what? Who cares what people think? The most important person in your life is you. It doesn't matter about anybody else. They come second. You come first. And I'm at the point in life where, like, things have to work for me first. So if I'm running myself down to the ground and not having any time for myself, what good am I to me? I just think you've got to pour into your own cup first. And I heard something really interesting recently. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Stephen Bartlett. It may not have been. I apologise if I'm referencing the wrong person. But. Do you know when you get on a plane to go on holiday and they do the health and safety um, demonstration on the aeroplane? They always say, make sure that you've got your um, mask and um, the little waistcoat thing that you've got to put on yourself, the survival kit or whatever you call it. Make sure you've got it on yourself before you look at the person next to you or helping anybody else. Now, I feel that is really important because with self-care and self-love and looking after yourself, it is so important that you prioritise yourself first before looking at the next person. And when I say this, I'm a fine one to talk because I am still unlearning years and years and years of looking after everyone else and feeling like I've got to look after them before me. But honestly, it is so important and it is so valid. And so many of us miss that because we're so focused on everybody else. But honestly, as I said before, you are the most important person in your life. If you've not got anything to give to yourself, then you're no good to anybody else. Excuse me, I started to have a bit of a coughing fit <laughs> midway through the podcast. As you all know, I love to talk and I got a bit of a drive-throat. Unfortunately, well not unfortunately, it's obviously a huge positive. I like to stay 100% authentic on the podcast. Therefore, that part won't be edited out and I am sorry for the mid uh, coughing fit. I'm absolutely fine and I'm still here. <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying, yes, it is so important, it is so so important, and everyone thinks selfish is about like being all about yourself and nothing for anybody else, and you know, not considering others. But actually, if you think about splitting the two parts of the word self and ish, why can't we be a little bit more self ish? Like, you know, we're not saying like fully me, myself, and I, and not caring about anybody else. We wouldn't be humans if we were like that, like everybody cares about others to a certain degree, some more than others. But, you know, everybody's different. But why can't we be a bit more self-ish? Why not? We give so much to everybody else and everything else that we do. So why can't we have that little bit of time and space for ourselves? I hope that's you know, gave you something to think about because it certainly changed my life. And that weekend that I did go away for the first time. There was moments where I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? I remember walking into like this bar, which was overlooking an absolutely beautiful vineyard. Like the scenery was just stunning. And I went to the bar and it was really quiet. I think it was like that kind of weird quiet period between afternoon, lunch, and then dinner starting later. And I remember going up to the bar and asking the ladies at the bar whether I could have a glass of Prosecco. And they just looked at me like I was an alien. And you know what? That might well have just been in my head. They may have looked at me like that. I don't know which one it was. But at that point, I'd just arrived. I was nervous. I was on edge. Um, and I just kept telling myself, you know, if they have got an opinion or they're thinking something, that's a them problem. And I'm here to enjoy my weekend. And why shouldn't I do the things that I would do if I was with somebody else? And that's what I kept telling myself all weekend. And as the weekend went on, it got easier, it got better, it got more enjoyable. I felt less nervous and less edgy. I felt more like I should be there as the weekend went on. And I don't think that's a reflection of the people around me that weekend. I think that was a reflection of how I felt and how my confidence was building and I was feeling empowered. I remember by the Sunday, Sunday came... Um, I'd finally been to Dovestone, I'd seen Dovestone, absolutely loved it, it was like a magical experience and I think because I'd like got through the hurdles of the weekend and the moments where I was unsure about being there, um, it felt like I'd kind of climbed this mountain to get to Dovestone, beautiful, beautiful day, the sun came out, it was just beautiful, it was honestly stunning, if you've not been to Dovestone, you must try it, it is beautiful. um. After that, I went to a really busy pub on a Sunday afternoon because I needed to charge my phone to go home and I had like the 45-minute travel home and I thought, I need to charge my phone. Went into this busy pub full of families having roast dinners, um, get, get-togethers, catch-ups, and I went in, sat on my own, plugged my phone into the wall, sat on a bar stool, read a book, Honestly, I was so unbothered by that busy pub full of families, parents, children. I couldn't have cared less. I felt like I had as much right to be there as them, and there's no reason why I shouldn't have been there. No one was staring at me, nobody was giving me funny looks. But again, I think it's because my mindset was different. People might have given me a second glance, but my mindset was completely different. I couldn't have cared less. Who was in there, Who wasn't? What they were doing? And honestly, by the time I drove home, I felt so good. Like I felt on top of the world. I felt like I could achieve anything or I could literally reinvent the world. Like that's the power that I felt. And I also felt like I took the control back because People often say, like, how do you go off and do things by yourself? Like, can't believe it. I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, you know what? If I waited for people to do the things that I wanted to do, I would not live my life. That's how I see it. If I want to do it, I don't wait for anybody. I just go and do it. Because it's what I want to do. It makes my soul feel good. That doesn't have to matter to other people. They don't have to understand it. And there are people that will say they'll do this. Yeah, they're up for that. And then their priorities can change and that's okay. But that shouldn't change my plans and what I want to do. So I'm like, I'm going to go and do it with you or without you. And that's the way you've got to see it. And often I'll do things like little things like, sorry guys, I had to have a sip of water again before I have a coughing fit. Nobody needs to hear that again. Um. yes, I'll do little things like go for breakfast by myself and things like that, because that's what I feel like doing on that day. And that's what I know is going to raise my vibrations. And people will message me and say, oh, like that looks really good. Like you should have invited us. We would have come. You should have said. And in the nicest possible way, I always think if I wanted to have company, I would tell you. People assume, and there is this stigma, that you go off and do things by yourself because you've got nobody to do it with, and that's not true. Like, I have such a great group of friends, such a, an amazing network around me, family, friends, uh, people that I've met over the years, people that I work with, but sometimes I just need that me time. So, 90% of the time, I'm doing it because I need that time out by myself, and I think people assume I spend a lot more time on my own than I do because sometimes I might post the odd thing, but I don't always need to post who I'm with either. You know, I don't. I'm at the point in life where I don't really feel I need the the external validation of people. So quite often I'll be doing things and I might actually be with somebody, but I don't feel the need to publicize that. I'm quite comfortable doing things with or without people, and I think that's really key. Um. I stopped depending on people a long time ago because I kind of realised that it was putting the control and the power in somebody else's pocket, you know? Um, For me, I'm content whether I'm with people or not. And I do get to the point sometimes where, like, I'm socially exhausted. I feel like that's a product of COVID, though. I think we're all, like, a product of COVID and we're still navigating around that. Um, I actually say to my friends that I'm an intro extra now because I do dip between the both. Like, sometimes I can talk and talk and talk with somebody until we've put the whole world to right. Then I'll spend time with my friends, and, like, one of my friends, like, we will spend a few hours together, and then we look at each other, and we just know that we've exceeded our time together, and it's time to go home. Like, that's just what we're like. Um, but, yeah, like, my my tips to you, my, my advice to you would be, do you know what? Go for it. Like... Go enjoy that time alone, like go enjoy that solo trip. These times don't come again, these experiences don't come again, like enjoy them whilst you can. Circumstances can change really quickly and you wanna look back and think, I enjoyed that time. People that are single, whether it's in their twenties or their thirties, can often spend a lot of time thinking, oh, I wish my life was this, I wish I had this, but actually these days won't come back again. Like, look back at them and think, like, those were the fondest times of my life. Like, they were, they were the fondest years. Absolutely loved them. They were when I found who I really was, where I built my confidence. I healed from things that I didn't think I'd heal from. Honestly, these experiences shape us as people. And they become a part of our story. And the people that we meet along the way shape us. Like, they add to our morals and our values and how we show up for ourselves. I always say that like I am like I am a product of like not a product the person I am is down to the people I've met on my journey and I've taken something from everybody I've met and part of that is trips away solo trips you know coffee dates with myself going to Starbucks and working from there like I've met some amazing people some people I've kept in touch with some people I haven't but even just little things that you learn from people. It honestly, honestly makes you who you are. And I think as well, like, you're more selective and choosy of the people and the energy that you surround yourself with. Because I do think that when you are dependent on other people, you don't know whether you're choosing someone out of loneliness and needing somebody and feeling like you need internal, internal? Needing external validation or just because you like their company. And I think when you learn to like be comfortable in yourself and enjoying your own company, you are more choosy definitely of the energy and the people you surround yourself around and you think twice about it. And I think you're able to to differentiate whether you're choosing them because you genuinely enjoy their company and they add value to your life uh, rather than dependency and needing that validation from another person. But yeah, guys, I want you to go away and think about it. Make a little list of like what solo outings would look like to you. You might want to start really small, just little things like pop into the shop, pop into the post office, maybe going to drop a drop a parcel off or something, taking your neighbour's dog for a walk, I don't know. Whatever it looks like to you, it's amazing and it's enough and it's a start. Honestly. I feel like solo trips, solo life, solo dates with yourself, everybody should do it. Try it once and see how you feel and I'd love to hear your feedback. If you need any more tips, you know where I am, you know I love to help, I love to talk. (laughs) But yeah, my plan next is to plan and book a solo trip abroad. That's been on my list for ages and I'm nervous about it and I keep putting it off. I think my little chat with you today is definitely going to rip the plaster off and get the ball rolling with booking it. So thank you all for listening. I look forward to speaking to you again and don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the State with Grace platform. Speak to you again soon. Thank you.